Hello, we're the Sticky Button Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm not. It's Pastry Week this week. Well, not this week. This week, but in 2021. Whatever. More importantly, happy Betwixtmas to you all. Yes, we're in the awkward between you bit, aren't we? It's like the perennium of the year. Perennium? You know, the gooch. The gooch. Right, sure. Anyway, it's quite the pearl clutch of an episode this week. So we'll get right into it after these. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're here. We were here the whole time. Well, yeah, but we're, well, kind of. We went yeah. to an advert. Well, if you're on Patreon, you didn't hear any of those adverts. Oh, lucky people The ads are getting, so I don't, I don't pay for Patreon, so we can, I have to listen to it on the actual <laughs> podcast app. The ads are getting longer. Yeah, is that because we're more popular? Is that, is that a good thing? I don't know. I mean, we're famously not being paid for them yet, so, so yeah. who knows? Sorry, guys. Um, this is Pastry Week this, this week. Is, it is. Uh, I am leading it, so I'm going to go straight into the signature, unless you've got something to talk about Pastry Week. No, but I do want to say that the bit before the credits, when Matt made a joke about a shoe being a shoe, I thought was funny. Yeah, that was a good one. I that actually was a good laugh at it. I don't normally laugh at them. Yeah. And also, Giuseppe referenced in the pre-credits bit. Was it pre-credits? No, just post-credits, about having to buy new clothes. He didn't expect to be there for as long. Is he? Is he? Is he lying though? He's like absolutely smashed it. Did he? Did he really think he was going to like limp on through a couple of weeks I and then be sent Lottie home? Lottie from the year before this had to wear some of the producers' clothes because she thought she was going to be going home earlier, so she'd run out of clothes to wear on the show. Hmm. And they also have to like, since it's moved to Channel Four, they make you kind of send in your outfit choices, don't they? Yes, to yeah. make sure that you're not wearing the same color as somebody else in the tent and things like that, and to make sure it looks kind of more vibrant and things. So maybe he had only clothes that matched. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like a strange because actually now thinking about it, I do actually remember saying that I was just hoping to get through week one. Right. So maybe there is that thought. But then I had planned all my outfits. Like, Oh, I hadn't. But I luckily Amelia was eliminated in week three for me. And she's a fashion designer. So by she gave trade. her outfits. No, so she, yeah, so I wore all of the, all those clothes Amelia was going to wear. She would hate that. Can you imagine her wearing what I wear? I gave her my ASOS login and she just fixed it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Nick picked all my clothes. That's It was really strange to me on Bake Off. Like, I never wear shirts and then I was wearing shirts in week yeah, one and two. Well, you and... don't wear many clothes most of the time. No, and I no. look very, very scruffy. Mm-hmm. Right. You should I see him actually, right now, by the way. Oh. I showered for this episode. Just for this one? I actually, I'm shower- Yeah, the other ones I've not showered for. I mean, uh, listen, behind the curtain, we recorded last week's episode about five minutes ago. So it's interesting that he's had a shower well, between I episodes. Well, I showered for that one as well. Oh, you've been <laughs> clean for two episodes in a row. Yes. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> right, onto the signature, away from my personal hygiene. They had to do two batches of decorated shoe nuts, six filled, six not filled, and either glazed or iced. I know which six I'd like to be in. And, <laughs> and they had, all had to be topped though, David. You missed that out. They all had to be, they all had to be topped and they had to do it in two hours. Is that enough time That's for quite you? It's interesting. Six six empty, six, six full, but all have been topped. Poor things. Yeah. 
That's not even work. You know what? It's not all about finishing sometimes. You just rub around a bit. Rub around a bit. <laughs> it was the hip movement you did at the same time. You kind of gyrated in your laptop wobble. Just a little one. Just a little bubble. Right, Michael, shoe nuts. Have you had one? I'm still thinking about your hips. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Do you know what? No, I have from Costa Coffee and it was terrible. I've not had it. I don't like the idea of it. I'm not against it on principle. At work, we're currently selling these profiteroles, which are filmed with like a, like a nutty cream, if you will, and they're lovely. See, I don't love nut shoe cream. pastry. You don't love nut cream. I love donuts. So I love the kind of like the soft, pillowy doughiness of a donut. But, but what's nice about a shoe nut is that it's going to be crunchy. You get a crunch, and then you get the explosion of cream in your mouth. Right. We need to try one of these together because I don't. I still don't think it's going to be good. They had to fry, deep fry them though. That's the real challenge on this one. It's the deep frying because we had to deep fry shoe in our year. And oh, it's really not hard. Michael, why would you bring up the absolute disastrous yeah. thing of us trying to make yeah. souffle beignets, which I try and forget the name each time. Because, well, you have. It's a beignet souffle, oh. famously. Oh, beignet souffle, <laughs> souffle. And that was actually quite similar to this. They are not dissimilar. Shoe nuts. But like, they are shoe nuts, but they're just like shoe little balls. Basically, you have to, the difficulty with deep fat frying anything really is getting it into the oil when we were doing it with the shoe nuts we had to basically make a quenelle of shoe and then plop it in whereas these that kind of pipe them onto was it baking paper they were yeah, using yeah and then you can peel it off you can yeah get... a bit of a nightmare i mean you say the difficult the difficult thing is that no one deep fries things at home so yeah. this is really something that no one <laughs> has a flashback with. to steph <laughs> she, she basically she couldn't get all of her shoe to kind of stay in the deep fat fryer so she basically had her whole hand in the deep fat fryer like holding them all on like so they wouldn't pop up and down oh, and she was that. being shouted that by producers and she was like i don't know what else to do <laughs> i love it when they bring all the health and safety things out there when, when people have masks across their face and like all these yeah. massive gloves for things that you so just good. do normally at so home. good i mean the difference with this year though is surely they could practice with the deep fat fryers in the practice tent oh yes whereas we didn't have that issue right i think it was a good challenge overall though i thought it was good yeah and um, prue said that um if it's too wet they'll sink uh, from experience things sink easily when they're wet but that's just for me. Prue was actually wearing her Technicolor dream coat this week, which was nice. Oh, she, I mean, um, yeah. A necklace made from paint swatches from the Dulux calendar. Very nice. Any dream will Prue. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I do think this week they had a very good range of flavors. Like it was a, like a cross. The, there was nobody doing the same things. Like I thought everyone might go like nutty caramelly. There was a lot of different things going yeah, on. Yeah. And there were some bad things going on. Um, like Amanda's maple syrup and bacon. Yes. Mm. No, Amanda. Mm. That's a no from me. If you're going to make it into a more of an actual savoury thing, because shoe, like croissant dough, is yep. neither sweet nor savoury. So she could have actually made them savoury with maple syrup and the yeah, bacon. Yeah, it just didn't. That would have been quite nice. I don't but... want bacon in a shoe. I don't no. think. I don't think that's for me. It's like when Jürgen put kippers into bread. Yeah. No, there's a reason no one else has done that before. But Jürgen used ube and I love ube. So yeah, so he made an ube creme pat. So what is an ube? What is this? It's purple. It's a purple? It's actually a purple root vegetable. But then they like make... a carrot? Yeah, more like a potato, more like a sweet potato. Sure. And then they can dry it and make it into a powder so you can add it into things. And it does have a really nice flavour. If you ever have... There's a Filipino dessert that has ice cream on it. It's really, What's really good. What's the flavour? What's the flavour profile? I would say it's a... You know, it's very similar to when you have like a pistachio ice cream, which you told us... It's almond. It's actually almond, yeah. So I... Because I think it has like a... It's like a vanilla and marzipani flavour mixed together. It's really delicious. Ooh, okay. It sounds lovely. He also made yuzu and sake glaze um, for his other ones, which sounded quite nice, I thought. Yeah, I wondered if the sake actually added anything. But quite a sharpness, probably. It's like yeah. sharpness to it. 
The yuzu would be really delicious. Um, so there was sticky toffee ones from George, as well as jam and cream-filled shoe. Prue was a bit rude about them. They sounded quite nice overall, I thought. Yep. Christelle has begun her miso campaign. She, she has. It's started. Uh, so miso caramel is delicious. Miso caramel is basically like salted caramel, but just like a bit more umami. It's lovely. Top tip, by the way, white miso in a cookie. Very nice. Just make a normal cookie recipe, put some white miso in. Oh. In fact, all the way through this, actually, they keep on referring to miso with Christelle. They should actually say white miso, because if you if you used red not, or brown yeah, miso, brown. Yeah, it would yeah. be really savoury. Whereas white miso is very light, and like you say, just brings like an umami. Yeah. And actually with the caramel, I still think it. if you do it like the salted one, you don't want to put too much miso. You want miso and then salt as well. Oh, really? Otherwise it gets a bit too earthy. Um, then there was a passion fruit and a mango cream in the other ones, and she was talking about her passion juice a lot, which I don't <laughs> think is what that is what would you think passion juice was if i said it to you in the street i would say it was some kind of yeah like vaginal juices oh sure great two different places there we went two different ways (laughs) well it's because it's christelle's passion juices oh sure i hadn't really thought about whose passion juices they were oh yeah i think i was just picturing christelle because it might be christelle's partner's passion juices She's famously single, so we wouldn't uh, know. Yeah, but also I've been listening... <laughs> she listens. I'm sorry, Christelle. I've been listening to a really good podcast called 28 Days Just Later, which is all about periods and things like that. Ooh. And they talk about all the different kinds of passion juices women have. Do they? It's, really, it's a really good podcast. Oh, I might have to listen and learn. Yeah. I kind of checked out in sex ed at school because I was like, well, this isn't going to apply Honestly, to me. Honestly, listen to that podcast. It is brilliant. Very nice. Um, um, one obviously, question. shamelessly, no other podcasts exist, actually. This is the only podcast. Yeah, this is the only one. This is the only one. Especially for Bake Off. Yeah. <laughs> no other ones exist so my question now okay we've got quite far into the competition giuseppe was doing limoncello blah 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 limoncello giuseppe every single bake doing a classic italian flavor and bake is that okay so you hate italian people no, I love Italian, but I love Italian bakes. So, so, you, hate, that's, so you hate Giuseppe? That's why, no, I love Giuseppe so you think as well. shit? I just think where it's that kind of thing of the double stands where sometimes uh, there never seems to be this uh, thing where the judges pick on people for not, for doing something like, well, they'll say to Lizzie every single week, finesse it, finesse it, finesse it, when Lizzie's just being Lizzie, but it's okay for Giuseppe just to do Italian bakes every single time. And like, He's I Italian. Think, He's literally Italian. doesn't mean you have to do the same thing every single week though. Okay. So you I don't necessarily have a problem. I have more of a problem. No, I have a more problem. Are you part of the 49%? <laughs> no, I voted remain. 48. Um, my problem is more with them actually telling other people and telling other people you have to change things and do this and always try and push and like do things that aren't you when you allow some people to do the same thing every single week. Okay. Well, that's what David thinks. Just quickly, I would like to just pause the podcast. I'm going to show you some advice that Prue gave our bakers this week. Are you ready? It's often I need two holes so that I can squirt. When you squeeze the bag, yeah. when you meet that little bit of resistance, yeah. it usually means it's full. For me, it's the long pause and yeah. the, why are you laughing? <laughs> this was one of the greatest moments ever on Bake Off. <laughs> I've watched that video so many times and I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> Quite so often, I find I need two holes so that I can squirt. No, it's a bit about meeting resistance. <laughs> Talking about I love. passion juice. <laughs> when you meet a little bit of resistance. When you squeeze the bag. Yeah. You squeeze the bag. <laughs> and then you meet resistance. <laughs> oh, Prue. <laughs> and the best part is she had literally no idea. <laughs> Even afterwards, I don't think she fully got it. 
<laughs> no, I probably just still doesn't know now. Probably just still doesn't understand what all that was about. Absolutely brilliant work. What would be Chris. your filling techniques, Michael? What's your filling technique? I would squeeze the bag and then make a little bit of resistance, and then I would know. <laughs> just it push it a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> I just push it just a little bit further. See how far, how much more it could take. Um, the thing is, you can feel in your hand when it's full. So if you hold it, if you got it, if you got it in your hand. I want you once you've filled, it's got a different weight to it. Maybe you need to tell Prue this. Yeah, I'll, I'll let her know. I don't need two holes, famously. Now, I thought in the judging, they were all fairly good, really, apart yeah. from Amanda. And Christelle's weren't ideal. Apparently, Christelle was too tight. She needs more of that passion juice, apparently. She <laughs> did. <laughs> this okay. is filthy. This What's is happened? filthy. Filthy pastry week. Okay, on to the technical. Now, controversy. They had to make a large baklava in a star design in two hours and 45 minutes oh, i'm glad you said that because i didn't write the time down it's a it's baklava phyllo pastry hell the first time they've had to make phyllo yeah there's a, a reason for that oh. <laughs> it's almost impossible to do yes for the first time this year this was a miss in terms of the challenge I yeah thought. and once again that these bakers this year are good because they still managed to pull it out it was did pull they? it out no hit it out of the park the, what would you say pull it Pull it, you pull it out of the bag. Pull it out of the bag. Pull it yeah, out of the bag. Just stop to pull it just out. Squeeze the bag and then pull it out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when it's full. <laughs> um, they did very, very well with an almost impossible challenge. Like Philo in the... Like, yeah. I remember we talked about Philo before Pastry Week, which I famously was not in. We talked about it and we were like, we don't, we don't need to remember that no. because we won't need to. You're, you're holding your microphone with your pinky out again. Did you notice that? Because <laughs> I'm posh. Like a lady. Uh, <laughs> Giuseppe was talking about Philo Pastry and he said it was a massive hustle. Um, yeah, uh, but asshole. it sounded like he said a massive asshole. Yeah, <laughs> I did. That was also this episode actually gave quite a lot for the kind of the little TikTok and reels. Yeah, yeah. Um, to be honest, this challenge they were all just stressed and falling apart. So it wasn't. It was good television, but there wasn't much to kind of talk about because it was just very stressful for everybody involved. I did enjoy, however, watching Amanda using scissors to grind pistachios. Oh, Maysam. The Maysam School of Wrong Implement strikes again before she was even born. And when this episode was released, um, <laughs> she was famous as a computer at one year old. And she was chopping them in. She, they were in a pestle and mortar. She, <laughs> she wasn't just using whichever one the pestle is. Is that the, is the pestle the stick the or is the mortar the stick? I don't know, actually. She was either not using the pestle or the mortar and she was cutting them up with scissors. Very, very nice. They Loved that taken ages. Much. My favourite thing was the fact that Bake Off, the, the crew don't have a colour printer because the design that they had were all coloured in with felt tip pens. Yes, I did see that. Like, seriously, guys? <laughs> Come on. They are famously baking in a field. Yeah. But they can have don't a coloured printers. Yeah, but they're in the house. They've got printers for do other things. Do we think Debbie's got a printer? Probably. But do you think it was deliberate that they had a different size for the design than the no, tin that they were using? I absolutely... So Jürgen pointed out halfway through, he was like, so it's helps not the same, but then he was measuring it and trying to scale yeah, it up and all this shit. Earth. Like, I don't think... I don't think they'd thought about that. Especially considering at the end, then they had to put powdered pistachio or massive chunks, if you're Amanda, uh, mm. onto, into like the design. Like, mm -hmm. it's impossible to try and get it like that. Do you remember when we did our Maids of Honor technical in the Dairy oh, Week? yes. And we were about to walk into the tent and all the benches were covered with their gingham cloths who didn't know what it was, which we genuinely don't know. We get this question a lot and we don't always answer it in the sticky band boys section we genuinely don't know what the technical is you no. do not know there is no way of finding out the only thing we know is is that they have to record everything twice yeah we record this podcast about a million times but they record <laughs> everything twice so when they do the announcement and they say what it is 
that we all have like a 10 second thing when they're just about, okay, let's record that again. You've got about five like, minutes worth uh, of kind of going, right, what we're going to do, what we're going to do, what we're going to do. Yeah, gonna but do. if you don't know what it is, it's not helpful. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they hid the recipes in the drawers so you couldn't see them. Yeah. But anyway, we walked in in the Maids of Honor week and then we had to walk out again and stand with our backs to the tent because they were making a change. Do you remember? I do not remember and this. And they, what they, I'm I'm convinced, and I don't know this is fact, so this is hair say, um, very good band from the 90s there. But they, I think they removed the rather than removing sorry i think they've given us the right sized cutter for all the pastries i think they then gave us all of the cutters oh so that we wouldn't know and so that we wouldn't know what size. size because then all of our maids of honors were too tiny yeah and that was because we'd all used the wrong size so i'm convinced that was the change they made yeah anyway that's not relevant to pastry week in the slightest really well actually no that was a pastry so it sort of is stressful week i thought but overall fine yeah yeah and rankings wise lizzie came last and then Chiggs, Christelle, and Jürgen was the top. Jürgen was the top of the week. He was very, he was very calm, actually, during that challenge. Everyone else was falling apart, and he was quite... He was doing Jürgen's cookery show again, just explaining why he was doing he what did, he was doing. Basically, he'd had the stressful week of German week, and he was like, okay, now I can just relax. Now I can relax, because I didn't win that, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's no point in anything anymore. This is just apathy. We're just, we're just witnessing apathy. <laughs> right, on to the showstopper. They had to make an intricate terrine pie had to have ornate decoration with a pattern design when it was cut open and they had four and a half hours this was a brilliant brilliant challenge for me this is what a showstopper should be like yep. it was perfect in terms of challenge setting bang on i thought did you agree yeah i really agreed yeah um it was like a really difficult challenge they had the filling section they had to wait while it was baking the setting time the leaking time the unmolding potentials for collapsing like there was so many areas where it could just fall apart yeah there's often things where you finish a bake and actually you think okay my chocolate hasn't set but it's okay because it's gonna be a while before the judging comes around this one at first i was thinking like why are they getting so stressed about the cooling time but it's because you've got to take it out of the tin yeah they did have to get these out and they had to be cool enough for them to take them out of the tin even though they could cool a bit more afterwards and we saw that that didn't work for everybody no so there was a pork fest over at Chiggs's bench, like in that shed from last week. You having a pork fest with Chiggs in tomorrow. <laughs> there was a pork fest. What a horny episode. So he had a pork fest. There was a family recipe over with Christelle, which was potato curry and then a going chicken curry on top. There was... George had a massive sausage. A big, massive sausage, oh, please. Big ma- what's a, a big, big, massive sausage? Well, it's, it's one bigger than massive. Oh, right. You go uh, big, massive, massive, massive. Where's huge? Huge is on top. So, so it goes massive, <laughs> big, massive, 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 then huge. <laughs> Then huge, massive, huge, big, massive, huge, massive, massive. That's the top. There you go. Happy? Yeah, happy. Great. Glad we cleared that one up. His, his was a Christmas. Oh, so George's wasn't that big then, really. If his was only big, I massive. I, mean, I, I think his sausage was plenty big enough. Well, you just, you. It's like quite down the he rankings. He famously froze his sausage by mistake, which wasn't ideal. Um, He was doing a Christmas dinner pie and his sausage was wrapped in bacon and carrot. <laughs> 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 but then he froze his sausage. For some reason he was like, so you know, you know in Bake Off when you're like, you don't know what to do. You're like, I'll just put it in the freezer for a bit. Yeah, and that'll yeah. just like fix it. It'll sort itself out. He just put his sausage in the freezer for no reason. I don't really Yeah. We've there talked, was no reason. We've talked about this before. We use the freezers a lot more in Bake Off than you ever would at home because no. you don't want to defrost things in your freezer. But yeah, why did he put it in the freezer? In the first place, that it was frozen. Then it's not going to cook. It, then it wasn't cooked. Oh, I loved <laughs> this. This whole series, I think Noel has felt 
the most comfortable and cheeky. So much fun. When he was talking um, about George and saying you couldn't tell what was sausage, what was fingers. <laughs> so rude. <laughs> Probably because uh, George's fingers do look quite sausage-like. I loved Noel with Christelle, this whole series. Like, yes. from, like from the first week, he has this really good banter with her where like he'll just slay her off and it's fun. Like it's in a jokey way. Are they being Yeah, gorgeous? because she also, every single time, it seems to like surprise her. Yes. She always thinks he's being serious. She's like, oh, you got me again. <laughs> Noel went over to Giuseppe actually and said, You've got nice finger action. And then there was a pause. There was a pause and he went, Do you think my wife will like it? <laughs> really? I totally missed that bit. I think he was talking about his his pie, but oh, it was so perfect. It was so nice. And then Amanda dobbing George in, making him do the Greek dancing. Yes. You could tell he was like, What are you doing? Especially as you could see that Amanda was a, like a professional Greek dancer. She had all the moves and George was just stumbling around next to her. <laughs> I loved there was a moment where the camera just kind of turned to George and he was like oh fuck <laughs> yeah. like, this is going to make it into the episode I don't know what to do <laughs> and then as soon as he started doing it I think Giuseppe got involved with somebody else like that and George just wanted to leave yeah. he was on his way out and then he kind of like made it into a flourish as he just departed <laughs> he didn't want to join in <laughs> So Amanda actually, as Karma, um, had the first disaster, the first full disaster of the year. So Chig swooped in to help and the lid of the pie got stuck on the top of the tin. And so when she lifted the tin off, it came off. Oh, it was... It was horrible. Genuinely tense. I mean, she had a, she had a pretty much a disaster with her rocking horse as well. Because that well, all just kept yes. on collapsing Sorry, more second and more. disaster, yeah. both Amandas. And they were both Amandas. But this one was, this was one of those ones where whatever she's doing, you're just saying, no, stop. You're like screaming at the TV because anything she's doing is kind of making things worse. But you couldn't, she couldn't see it yes. catching because it was at yeah. the back. So the camera was filming from the back. So the camera saw more than she could. She did a really damn good job of pulling it but together. But also she was trying to like lift it off. That lid was like twice the size of the, like it was never going to lift. Yeah, she was always going to pull the lid off it anyway. It was overflowing. It was, it was yeah. She had a bit of a helmet on it, didn't she? She did, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny with people like Giuseppe being a bit voyeuristic. Like people don't realise that the crew probably said, okay, chicks, you can go and help, but the rest of you can't. Yeah. Because there was a lot of people, like it just kept on showing Giuseppe just watching and being like, oh, dear, what's happening? And it seems quite harsh, but he will have definitely been said, told, you can't go Generally, it's a rule of thumb in the tent. You end up kind of helping the people that kind of in your row. You don't really yeah. cross the middle where possible. Yeah. And there was a couple of times when I was having disasters and Michelle came over to help and she was sent away again. Yeah, they <laughs> so, do. Because also it doesn't really, it probably doesn't look that great if they're all crowded. And also it doesn't work with the edit. Like they can't do as much with edit if everyone's crowding around each right, other's benches continuously. If and... Chiggs was helping... Amanda at the end of the episode Chiggs therefore can't be shown to be doing anything else towards yep. the end of the episode and we all know that at the end of the episode when it looks like we're all adding the finishing touches at the same time we're not David had famously finished halfway through the episode each time <laughs> so just clean my bed <laughs> so it does limit them a bit so it completely makes sense but Chiggs was actually doing some really it felt like he was supporting her really well because it's quite hard going to someone else's bench and going what do you want me to do? Like, I've not been here at any other point of your bake. I don't know what's happened. Like, how can I help? And he was doing a really nice job there, I yeah. thought. Um, you also saw Jürgen announce, like he was stood towards the piece and he was like, I'm getting it out. <laughs> Which seemed very strange. But then for us, like, that's really normal because actually yeah. you have to tell the crew every time you're going in and out of the oven, not usually the freezer. I don't know why I was telling you. You say going in as well. I'm going in yeah. or I'm coming out. Because they always want to come around. And it's really annoying for the ovens because they have to put this black cloth so they don't get all the reflection so they can see inside the oven yeah um but yeah you always have to announce whatever you're doing so this year actually we heard it quite a lot of them being like i'm going in i'm coming out or yeah. you heard it a lot because they had to warn the um cameramen um, whose was your favorite one which one would you want to Christelle's. eat yes 100 Christelle's was exactly what this challenge was they wanted exactly what she did like they were all great i like lizzie's actually 
Also, just a quick pause for Jürgen. Um, they mentioned his beef was dry during judging and his jaw literally dropped. Did you see it? Yeah, it's, he yeah. was like, oh. <laughs> it's not perfect. Don't understand. Um, but yeah, you know Christelle... what? You've hit on the thing there because Christelle and Lizzie, I agree they were the two best and they didn't do meat. If you're using meat, it's can go dry really quickly if you leave it too long or it can be but frozen also, if you put it into the freezer for yeah, no reason you can probe it loads and it can still be uncooked like george but there's also uncooked. a lot of juices you, you sound like you said uncut then uncut <laughs> it wasn't uncut well maybe was, i don't let's not even go there um, <laughs> but you can have a lot of juices seeping out as well like actually yeah. it was safer to do what like to be more vegetarian veggie, or there's, fish. Less, there's less seepage yeah um, although uh, christelle did do a go in chicken curry but the curry curries generally have a thicker kind of sauce than just meat oh yeah she you did, know? didn't she it um, wasn't just like a it wasn't just a block of meat and she got a handshake for her showstopper and i love it because paul did that thing it. of like have you seen what's here and like she was like, oh, what? Because he's obviously always stressed. And she went over to have a look. And it was a handshake. It was so lovely. It was such a nice way of doing it. And I loved her talking head interview afterwards. It was my favorite thing in the entire world when she just said, I died. I literally just yeah. died. So maybe I'm a ghost. That's why I feel weird. <laughs> like she was just, she deserved that so much. And then she got Starbaker for the whole thing because actually she, uh, with the showstopper, I didn't think necessarily, I mean, she was the best with the showstopper, but signature and technical, she didn't do it as good, but that was so well, good. technical, she was second. Oh, which second? But her shoe nuts weren't. So this is really interesting, actually, because the technical... So our rule of thumb when we were recording, when we were doing the, the show, was we didn't think the technical counted. No. We were like, it's signature and showstopper. Just so and annoying, because that was my favourite one. And if it's between two, up top of the bottom, the t- that's when the technical kind of comes into play. Mm. Um, although not the week Helena went home, because she just went home after winning the technical, and that was just weird. So it's weird that therefore now the technical does seem to count in this. And it should do. The technical is one of the hardest bits. And yeah. Like, and yeah. So I think Christelle definitely deserved to be Starbaker. Going home, she did have a disaster. Yeah. I she... did think it was one of those ones we don't know from watching, but I did again think that like George is very lucky again, but it probably was Amanda's week. It was Amanda's week to go. I felt really sad to see her go there because she um, she had such she was such a gorgeous personality in the tent. Yeah. And like, I genuinely feel like we missed her after this episode. Like she was a real miss in the tent. And also when she had disasters, she was able to be fun with it. Yeah. To me, she was like the compost carol uh, of this yes. last series where yes. it's like she, it, you didn't really want her to stay any longer because it was like, it was her time to go. She was going to have problems. And also she'd probably run out of copying off people. But <laughs> at the same time, it was going to be a big loss because she's so much fun such a big she's personality honestly and you can tell she's still a great personality because she's she's one of those ones that you see popping up people's baker's social medias all the time yeah although have you seen some of her videos she does she does some very very strange videos oh, and no. reels i love them i'll have a look into this for this week's taste test i want to do something a bit different as it's for twixmas we've got a bit more time on our hands i'm going to put forward my very own food opinion and i feel very strongly about it i think that toast should be served cold yeah, but that's only half the story, Michael. Yes, well, my methods are apparently unorthodox, but I think the principle in itself is good enough for the taste test. Okay, yes, we can tear into you after these ads. Tear into me? Oh, aren't I a lucky boy? <laughs> Behave. Okay, so should Michael go to jail or does he have a point? We'll catch you after these. Hold up, what was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's us interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans, and you will get this. Oh, okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist well, then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Con will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? This sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Why, the so, statute of limitations. It's whipping, it's whipping. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. <laughs> okay, so I hadn't told you the full story. When Twitter's heard the full story, Twitter got heard a lot fu- of abuse on I that did one. get famously off Twitter now. Um, not because of this. So I think toast should be served cold. And I don't think that's necessarily that bizarre. But I do put it in the freezer to cool it down. Is that just because you've been on Bake Off? And you just put <laughs> everything in the freezer now? <laughs> do you know what? I think I might have actually started putting it in the freezer <laughs> at the same time as I did Bake Off. Um, genuinely. But it's because everyone... like I, I raised this recently. I say recently. A wee while ago. And people were saying, oh, well, I make like a like a little like tent teepee out of toast so it can cool down. Or I lean it against the toaster. And I'm like, well, why would you do that when you have an appliance which is made for freezing and cooling things down? If I, want, I don't want to have to wait until it comes to room temperature. I want to eat my toast like now. But you could have done a George and then you could have left and you could have like really frozen toast. Frozen that wouldn't one, be very nice. I could have probed it and it would have been awful. Yeah. No, but I think I think cold toast means because I like butter. I love butter. And if you have hot toast and you I feel very tense. I'm, I feel like I'm being judged. Uh, if you have um if you have hot toast, the butter is going to melt through, which is lovely. Don't get me wrong, love melted butter, but there is a limit to the amount of butter that you can put on because it's gonna start dribbling through. Yeah. Whereas if it's cold, you could in theory stack inches of butter on that thing and it'll be fine. Yeah, like slabs of cheese. You do it like cheese. Butter and cheese, both, <laughs> both at the same time. I have to say, I was quite surprised because Michael did put this out on Twitter and people felt very strongly they about it. They were really it. cross with me. Yeah. Really. And actually, I had, I remember a teacher at school who did that 
um, he would wait. He would to- toast his toast, and then he would, he didn't put his in the freezer. He would just wait for ages, like an idiot. And then he wanted because he wanted to have the butter as the butter that kind of like you bite and it goes between your teeth, and and then you let the butter melt in your mouth rather than it just making your. To- especially if you're going to leave it for a while, toast goes very soggy with the butter. Not so, if you put it in a freezer. I can see no. Yeah, exactly. I can see your point. I don't think I kind of like both. So I would go sourdough, toasted, put it in the freezer for a bit, then butter and some fresh flaked salt. Oh, yeah, stunning. I, see, I would like that, but I would also, I don't mind it when the butter melts into the toast as well. No. So kind of on both. But I don't think you should go to jail. I think oh, it was quite good. harsh that people wanted to give you the death penalty. And I, for the first time, I'm not going to send myself to jail. So there we <laughs> surprise, go. Surprise, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to hear your thoughts, please. Do write in. Now, the first person has got a bit of an existential question for us all. They have said, is anyone ever their real selves on a date? I recently went on a date with a lovely guy who was nothing but polite, kind, and a great listener as we destroyed 18 inches of pizza. Then, <laughs> it's like you in the shed again. Then when I showed a picture to a colleague as I was gushing during a coffee break. Is that passion juice? Co- gushing's a horrible word, it is. isn't it? Gush. Nothing gushes positively, does it? He couldn't hold back his disgust as he relayed every detail of the fourth and fifth dates his friend had been on with the same guy. I won't go into detail, but the guy was edging psychopath territory. As an edging psychopath. (laughs) (laughs) As the guy had been edging psychopaths recently. I definitely presented a certain way on a date and tried to be more positive and upbeat than I really am. Only later do they find out I spend most days thinking the world is going to end by lunchtime. And when it doesn't, stress about what I'm going to make for dinner. <laughs> oh my God, like this is me. Maybe well, this is why I'm still dating at 35. And if I was more honest on a first date, it'd stick around. Do we need to start a campaign for people to be hashtag more normal on dates? Well, it sounds like maybe we should be dating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I think the no, world's going to end chaos. after lunchtime. For you two dating, we absolutely <laughs> So their morning would be a lovely morning of panicking about the world and mine would be quite chilled out thinking about lunch and then (laughs) we'd switch at lunchtime and all afternoon they'd be thinking about dinner and then I would be thinking about the world ending. So you'd be like support for each other. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? Well, who are they? How do you say that name? Joao. Joao. So Joao and Michael. Let's do it. Go on a date. I want to know about this edging psychopaths issue and also... Surely he no, can't. they've not been. Ed- it says that the person was edging psychopath territories in. They are a psychopath. Oh, <laughs> they weren't edging psychopaths. <laughs> so basically, the person he went on a date with, the other person, the colleague from work, was like, "Okay, that person is a psychopath." My friend went on a date with them. They're not as nice as you think. But what if that colleague's friend is a psychopath? That's true because they also have different tastes, right? But it is true though that, like, I do remember that I would feel like I got to be a certain way on dates and it probably wasn't the real David and like you don't know it's a bit further down the line that you start finding out things about people and sometimes it's okay it's little things but sometimes it's probably quite fundamental things that like if you're someone that's quite anxious you don't want to give the impression that you're like I have to pretend to be interested in what they have to say (laughs) oh god it's awful (laughs) that's for everyone why aren't we talking about me (laughs) (laughs) that comes at date three Do you know what? I'm really bad at date three. Dates one and two, I'm fine. And then like, I sometimes just fall off the edge after date three. Because you're bored or because you just don't know what to do? I don't know what to do. I'm like, what is date three? Are we dating now? That's a lot. And also the person I was seeing just went to Jamaica for a month. So so there you go. (laughs) That's not. What date was that? What number? Three. Oh no. We're going to break this. Joao, come and have more more than three dates with Michael. And we can panic about the world and demolish 18 inches together. Right. Uh, next one is from Marcus. Can I say also this whole hashtag more normal? Don't do a hashtag. Oh, I did hashtag a hashtag. Hashtag real men cry. Remember that? 
when I said that? <laughs> yeah, but that was when it was cool. Now it's not. Thank you for saying that. Thank Let's you. not That's do hashtag you. more normal. Also, I wore clear glasses on Bake Off three years ago and then they all became really famous. So Yes. <laughs> Marcus says, I love seeing all the bakers turning around and chatting to each other during challenges. Not during a technical, of course. That would be cheating. We famously did that too. <laughs> but my question is, do you get any say in which bench you'll be assigned each week? And when do you find out? Does this make a difference to the challenge? I don't think I'd like to be at the front. Lots of questions there. That's a really interesting question. Good though. question, Marcus. Really good question. Out of 10, how would you rate that question? I would say nine and a half. Shall we start rating? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's really harsh. Maybe we don't tell it. Maybe we just email it to them. We, we reply with just, <laughs> we don't say any word. All we say is 9.5 out of 10. And that's it. That's all. You, that's all they get. Well, no. If they get a ten <gasps> out of ten, they get a little star. That's like the handshake. A oh, little badge. Little badge. Yeah. <laughs> a little badge with the wrong name of the well, podcast. Well, nine one. out of nine, nine and a half markers. Yeah, that is a good one because it is when you're watching. That is a question. Like everyone's at benches. Do you get to choose? You, you get, get rotated choose, randomly by the producers. Is it random though? No, because Henry and I were put next to each other all the time. But I think that was because we were really good friends and we had good banter. And they so the they, banter. Get, they get the banter. Yeah. Whereas you were boring. So you were put at the front a lot. I was at the front only once. <laughs> actually, I remember the worst is, the worst is when they've removed a bench. So there's actually, you know, because it's if there's like the equal, mm-hmm. but when there's one at the front and there's not one on the corresponding side, then you really yeah, feel like you're Yeah, basically, when there. it goes to odd numbers of contestants, they don't. They only remove benches in an even number. So, yeah. say there's seven people, there'll be eight benches, and the seventh person will be opposite an empty bench. Yeah, because Elena had that when we did Biscuit Week, and I was luckily behind her because she said that I was really good and supportive. But she was on her own out the front, and that's why she lost her figure all and did so badly. Yeah, because you are. It's very stressful. Like it's stressful. You can't see anybody else, and if you're at the very, very front, you don't know what's happening behind you. Like in a technical, people do look around and see what's happening, or at least look around to see when people like what stages they're at. And especially if you're, yeah, if you're at the back, you can just see. You mm. can just like you're your line of view where it's at the front it is bad also when it's when it's all the judging and things and they make you look forwards and things it's just boring oh, when you're I at the front I hate that so I don't, have we spoken about that before? we did mention it at one point someone yeah someone mentioned it in one of their questions we talk about so many things I forget what we repeat what we're repeating but I hate that when you're being judged the person in front of you can't look it just looks really awkward yeah it for does. me personally but yeah because obviously you know. turn around you want to hear what they're saying and also you actually don't you're not actually there for all of the judging have we said that before? I don't know. I'm going to say it again if you haven't. So you can't, you're not there. So they kind of judge in a line for the signatures. So they kind of start, say they start at the front and move backwards. So everyone on the other side might not be there because they take you off to do your interviews and things like that. I told you. I remember. forgot. Like I missed, <laughs> I missed a handshake. Me, I missed a handshake once because I was off doing something else. And I came back and someone had got a handshake and I was like, huh. Do you know what? I genuinely had totally I bet you if you watch that. it though, I sit there and I clap and smile because they've cut it together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. The final person. Oh gosh, you're getting some lengthy episodes. This. It's Christmas. It's Christmas. We like a bit of length um, at it's Christmas. It's Um We do, do we? Kyle says, the dilemma and by dilemma, I mean total fucking life wrecker. Sorry for the drama, but you'll understand if you keep reading. Okay, I will. I've been dating my boyfriend for just under a year and he is the loveliest person you'd ever meet. All good at this stage. But since we've been dating, I've been spending more and more time at his apartment where I've developed a friendship with his housemate. Yes, you've guessed it. I am now obsessed with said housemate and spend most of my day fantasizing about us adopting a puppy together and drinking iced coffee at the dog park. Said housemate was in a relationship, but is now back on the market, and I'm sure he flirts with me just as much as I flirt with him. What should I do? I'd like to be anonymous, 
but then I signed this Kyle. <laughs> As I've always wanted to be called Kyle. And so you can read me out. It's Kyle. Kyle. Out of 10. Out of 10. Kyle, quickly. get in the bin. I think it's a good question. I think it, uh, an eight and a half. I don't think Marcus was nine and a half. I think Marcus is an eight. This is a nine and a half. Uh, well, Kyle can get in the bin. <laughs> My favorite thing that Kyle's done is that Kyle has renamed himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you can split your personality in two and like you can continue dating your boyfriend, but Kyle <laughs> yes. can date the housemate. <laughs> and, they, and they won't notice Michael that's fine and no one just, just wear a wig yeah put a different hat just on, a hat on like a, get a, a toupee <laughs> oh Kyle my love this sounds awful you fix it all the time you've just sorted it out I, Kyle, sort, Kyle is going to date the housemate and he is going to continue dating maybe I should friend. become like a Fagony aunt <laughs> <laughs> we are Fagony aunts that's what this is <laughs> the Fagony aunt section <laughs> I'd be quite good. Maybe I should leave my job. I'd be fab at this. Um, sack off the panther. I'm done now. Right. He's lots of these quite dog focused. Yeah, I liked that. That's the one that I did like. I liked the fact that he you wanted to adopt play. a dog. Like a dog. play? I don't know what putt play is. You don't know what putt play is? What's putt play? Putt play is Wait like a second, those games. Alex, do you know what putt play is? Yeah. Oh, crap. Oh, Alex knows. Listeners have heard who Alex is. <laughs> have heard his voice then? I think previously we've just had a <laughs> from Alex. We haven't had anything else, have we? Uh, pup play is when there are, I think it's predominantly gay men, but they could be bi men as well. And do you know what? It could be anybody. I think I know quite a few NB people who are into pup play. They like to be dogs, like dress up as dogs. So they'll wear like a, like a leather mask that makes them look like a dog. And then they'll sometimes have a butt plug with a tail uh. on the end of it that they can whack in. And then they kind of walk around. I think on the, I think they kind of make a fist and walk around on their fists. Do they go around sniffing everything? Yes. Like and they like to be told things. they're good boys um, or people. Good people? Would they say good people? I don't know. I don't know. If you're a non-binary person and you like uh, doing pup play, just let us know. We'd love to hear a bit more about that. But yeah, I believe it's kind of to do with like dominant and submissive vibes. You've got, like, kind of got master, the dog's master and things like that. Well, then I've sorted it because Kyle can stay with his boyfriend and the other housemate can be the pup for pup play. Oh, so a thruple with a, a, with thruple. a dog. Yeah, sure. but he is the dog. Should we get some serious advice? Kyle, you need to like work out what's going on here, darling. I don't think you should be in any relationship because you're just kind of hurting other people potentially. Well, I don't think he's necessarily hurting any people. Like it's not Kyle's fault that he's really getting these feelings. And like, I think if you're in a relationship, you do end up finding, there'll be other people who are attractive. Like you're really attracted to me, but we just don't talk about it. But like the, you, there will be people in the world who you find attractive. And like, for whatever reason, it might've been that this housemate was just kind of not on, because they weren't on the market. It was just like, oh, well they're attractive, we'll flirt, but it's nothing. But now that they are on the market, the flirting has stopped being nothing. So they basically just need to work out do they want to be in a relationship with the housemate or they just is the flirting the vibe because like lots of people have just like a flirting relationship do you know what i mean yeah this is this is i i do get that i think that they need to then be honest with their actual boyfriends well themselves partner. first because it could be literally nothing like it could just be yeah it could be a bit of a flirting. flirtation than nothing and if it's just flirting that's what it is they need to work out what they want i think it's the main thing and it's not wrong to not like your boyfriend anymore and want to date somebody else no you just have to act on it and if the door is beginning to open perhaps you need to walk through it or close it but don't leave it ajar oh what a the problem <gasps> with this is that sorry they might... don't move on from that metaphor <laughs> that was good open it close it don't leave it ajar open it close it don't leave it ajar 
And once again, that's that for yet another week. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, there's a whole host of bonus content. It is such good content over on our OnlyFans. In exchange for helping us keep the podcast going, we give you loads of stuff. So if you join now, you've got 17 weeks worth of gossip to troll through. And if you've already done that, or if you can't be bothered, then do spare a moment to review us on your podcast apps. And of course, join us on social media over at Sticky Bun Boys. Right, that's all from us. We'll see you next year. Well, next week, but also next year. Isn't time confusing? We don't have time to get into this now. Happy 2023, everybody. We hope it's a sticky one. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Band Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.